We are coming in hot. The podcast. Welcome to Coming In Hot. Thank you live from Airplay Beats for the intro music. We are recording live from Darling New Media Studios in Midtown Sack. Now today, we got a very, very special guest in the building. So, how I met this guy, and, you know, we're going to get his side of the story, but you married men out there probably know, you know, your your wife has a friend that she meets, and, you know, they, they cool, they start rapping, and then they try to shoehorn the husbands together, and... <laughs> And they try to shoehorn them. And you never know what you're going to get out of this husband. But I met this cat, um, super solid dude. I've seen him go from working for somebody um, and actually going out on his own and doing that same business. And now he's working on a fitness app. That's almost ready to go public. Is that about right? I'm not, I'm not. You're right. You're right. Okay. So if you don't know who I'm talking about, I'm talking about Damian Patterson of athletic, all fitness in the building, Sacramento. Yeah. What's up, Dame? What's up, Cecil? How you doing, my man? Oh, I'm great, man. So let me get your side of the story. What were you thinking about when Diana comes up to you and says, Hey, I got I got this couple that I want to start hanging out with? You know, man, it's a low bar. So it's like, does you know, do you like sports? Do you <laughs> like, just like basic stuff, you know, that we could take her from there. <laughs> You know, when I found out you were a chef, you know, that helped. And then I found out you were a good chef. And that helped more, you know, because you don't have to hang out with a chef and you can't cook. So, yeah, yeah man. So you, you're one of the good ones. I, I probably say one of the few. You know, I, There's <laughs> a lot of shoehorning when you got when you got the I, wife. There's a lot yeah, of husbands yeah. you got to beat. Yeah, my wife is talkative and social and she meets a lot of people. They all got husbands, and I meet a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we first met because I – You were the keepers, I, though. You were the keepers. Yeah. So yeah. we met um, when I came to your job with Cecil's Taste Food Truck, correct? Did you? Remember, you you were in the Thomas, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is it that was at the Art and- Institute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we went oh there. God. Yeah, this is a long time ago, man. So and you came up to me and you're like, "Hey, my our wives know each other." And I was just like, "Okay, but I never put <laughs> two and two together or who it was." But that's just how I roll, man. I'm kind of like right. <laughs> I'm glad you remember, man. Yeah. No, it was a while ago. It was a while yeah. ago. But, yeah, yeah. you know, let's get into you, man. Um so you from Sac? No, I actually grew up in Fairfield. Okay, so coming from Fairfield, my my wife yeah. grew up there as well. So how was it in, in Fairfield? You know, Fairfield, um, it, it's it's a it's a smaller town. Um, very close knit friends, out there. Very close knit. Um, you can get into a lot of trouble out there. I definitely found myself in my fair, <laughs> fair <laughs> trouble out there. Yeah, and um, yeah, you know, they're just. I, I would say I had my my family's all out there. Um, you know, and I, I, there just wasn't a, 
a lot of opportunity out there in Fairfield. I think that's what brought me out to Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I came out to Sacramento when I was uh, about 21. Okay. Uh, 20. And um, I actually came out here to go to the, go to ITT tech. Okay. I remember <laughs> ITT tech. I remember the yeah. commercials. So I, I've always found myself to be like technical and tinkering and stuff like that. And I, I, I knew I was going to do something with it for a career, but I, I never knew exactly what. I, I know I like talking to people and stuff like that, but then I had this technical side. I didn't know where I was going to land. So then I started going to ITT Tech and I'm like working on motherboards and just doing just stuff where it's boring kind of stuff, man. <laughs> I, I think I lasted two two quarters. <laughs> <laughs> And I was just working a regular job after that. Hey, so hold, hold, just... hold on a second. Now, my, my, my audience here, they ain't going to know what quarters is, man. So I'm going to tell you guys, quarters, two quarters is six months. All right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, keep going. <laughs> yeah, I lasted last two quarters. So it was like the first quarter is just like how to prepare you to do well. So I didn't really learn much. And the second quarter is when they actually throw you in there and you're like, okay, this is what it's about. Yeah. And so, yeah, six months after that, I was, I was gone and, you know, trying to find out what was next. So, um, you know, I went into the mortgage industry for a bit after that. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, Wait, what year there, is this? Oh man. Uh, the mortgage industry. I, I left the industry probably 2006. Oh, so uh, you were there when, when the money was flowing. You well, didn't get... I, was get, I was getting out when the money, I actually got in a little late and then mm. got out really, really bad, like really bad. Gotcha. So the housing bubble collapsed. Um, yeah, a lot of people were losing money. A lot of uh, the mortgage uh, companies were closing and um, eventually I had to find something different. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I always, you know, I knew I liked talking to people and um, I liked, uh, I was on the phone, kind of had some sales with, with experience with me. And so I ended up uh, doing student recruitment at the Art Institute. Okay. So basically where, you know, we're trying to find, you know, creative students and chefs and they would, you know, and we'd enroll them into the school and mm-hmm. did really well with that. And eventually I was a director of admissions there. And, uh, and then what was it? I think I was there for almost like nine years. And then eventually oh, the wow. school, uh, it's closed now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was on its way to closing and then on its way, you know, I had to find something different. And uh, that's what led me into recruiting, um, mm-hmm. just, you know, job recruiting. So the student recruitment and the job recruitment, they shared a lot. And so making that transition from, you know, recruiting students to recruiting, you know, someone for a job, um, there were a lot of things that I kind of was able to bring over to that. And uh, yeah, I started working for a local company Um, you know, with recruiting, there's a couple of sides of it, you know, where there's like the finding people side and you got to also find clients Mm -hmm. that want you to help them find these people. And, uh, really quickly after working there, I had some success on success on both sides. Mm -hmm. And, um, so, uh, yeah, after about a year, you know, I was at a, at an age where I was like, you know, if I'm ever going to do something on my own, now's the time. Um, you know, they say when you're going to do something on your own, do something that you love and you're really good at okay. and happen to be really good at it. I was already doing it. I was already finding clients. And so I was like, if I was ever going to start a business, you know, now's the time. And so I went full on into uh, technical recruiting, but started my own company, uh, TalentWeb. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, Talent Web, um, what we do is we work with a lot of the uh, small and medium-sized tech companies in Northern California, uh, startups. And, and so basically the way it works, the companies, uh, they all do their own hiring, but at some point they just run into positions where it's like hard to find someone mm-hmm. and uh, they can't find them themselves. And so they got to go out and hire a recruiter. And so that's where our company comes in. Uh, we were uh, working with local companies to find local talent, local companies to find talent outside of the area. We also started working with companies in the Bay Area. And so um, that went really well because it was, it, was kind of, it was really niche where we were just working on with these like startup, small companies. Um, you know, it, it, it was fun. I got to walk in there and, and see what they're doing, what they're building. They were building a lot of exciting things, you know, that mm-hmm. are changing the way that people basically work, that people mm-hmm. do lots of different things. And so, yeah, it, it really changed, you know, the, the recruiting side of it. Actually, I'd even include the Art Institute side of it. Um, that's where I started really to figure out like, okay, like with technologies, there's so many different things you could do mm-hmm. so many places you can go, um, just opportunities, you know, and it's, it's, it's funny. People always say that, but it, it, it's hard to understand. Like when you see like an app built and it'd be like, you know, there's, you know, 50 jobs on that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. hard to see what that is. But then as I started, you know, I don't I figured all that out and became a recruiter. Um, it was just really eye-opening just how much opportunity there is in this, in this space, in this sector. So, um, yeah, that, that was my, uh, my background with, you know, the, the, the recruiting and. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. how, uh, <laughs> what's the difference between a recruit or a recruiter and a headhunter? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny, man. A lot of people use them interchangeably. Okay. A, a, a headhunter for sure is somebody that's like, Hey, I need you to go get Cecil. Mm-hmm. And I go get Cecil. Oh, okay. <laughs> or, gotcha. you know, or like it's very specific. And I might, you know, call your job or I might call you. <laughs> like, it's very direct. Now, when somebody says they're a recruiter, now sometimes the recruiters do some headhunting, but recruiters are more general. So they know they have a position, they kind of have an idea, mm-hmm. and it's a bigger pool of candidates. Gotcha. You're a headhunter. It's not a big pull. It might be like five people. Okay. And you're like, I got to get one of these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Filled. And you think of the headhunter, it's almost a little bit, it's like more aggressive, you know? Like, okay. got to get this, we got to get this one person in here um, so we can get this job done or going. Yeah. Or they, they, they walking in with the bag, you know? They ain't yeah. even messing around. They like, here you go. Here's a brown paper bag. Come, <laughs> here's your ticket, you know? Come and meet us, you know? Okay. <laughs> I always, I always wanted to ask you that. Um, yeah, man, that's a good question. Yeah, so um, let's get into the the app. Uh, you got the Circuits app. How and why? Because you know, like you, you're a beast. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you, you start, like because your tech company is only a couple years old, and yeah. then all of a sudden you got this startup as well, and you know you sound kind of like me. Yeah, <laughs> they probably get along. Man. <laughs> like, um, oh man, like, oh, I got this opportunity over here, but we just opened this one up. Oh, yeah, we're good. <laughs> yeah, well, so, you know, something I've been trying to do as I've gotten older is just really just take the ebbs and flows alive as they come. Yes, and you know, in March, April, you know, life changed for a lot of us mm-hmm. and uh, for everybody, I should say. Yes. <laughs> for everybody and um, I found myself locked down I found myself working out at the house um, new gym and 
more time on my hands to do certain things. And, and I started using fitness apps and started checking them out and looking at the differences. And, um, you know, over the time that I've been doing the talent web thing, you know, I've made a, a lot of friends, a lot of friends that are, uh, you know, uh, software developers, designers and different things like that. And I started to sort of get this itch that like, you know, I think I could put something together, uh, an app, uh, you know, that could be like a game changer. Um, what I was finding with the fitness apps was there were a lot of them that were out and they were just based around like one or two fitness trainers and then they would build an app around them. And I was like, well, I was, you know, one of a lot of my friends do the same thing as like, we go on Instagram and find trainers and save workouts and do all this stuff. We're always trying to find new stuff. And I was like, well, what if I make an app that's sort of like, like what Spotify does? Spotify has artists, songs, and albums. And so what if I were to take an app, make, you know, circuits and we have trainers and instead of songs, the trainers have exercises and instead of albums, they have circuits that are all unique to them. And, and someone could take these circuits and, you know, put one from one trainer. Then after that, do another trainer that's maybe uh, stretching or mobility, different things like that. And there just wasn't anything like it out. So I started working with a designer, uh, started putting it together, started to like come to life. And I'm like, okay, this could actually be something. Started actually talking to some local trainers, uh, filmed some some good content, um, started working with a team. And now like, you know, when you put together an app, there, there are just so many things that go into it. So I have a team of people that are helping me do this. Mm-hmm. You know, some are, uh, most are here in the U.S. We have do have some that are offshore. And um yeah, we're at the point now where the app is in it's in beta. There's a couple hundred users on it. Uh, we're we're fine. We're we're finding some some things after some after feedback. Um, and we're also another kind of cool thing about the app is uh, there's the software side and then there's the content side. So the content side is the the trainers I kind of talked about. And we're working with a lot of really cool trainers. And just recently we did a uh, another shoot uh, with another group of trainers uh, that we're going to be adding some more. Um, content for and so you know if you're somebody that works out at home somebody that works out with just uh, you know you just have dumbbells just or one dumbbell that's all you have the way our app is set up is you can do minimalist exercises you could do just use just what you have just that one dumbbell or no equipment or if you're really in shape or just getting back into it we have something for everyone but it's basically you know uh, a way to like come up with your different exercise, your different workouts for the day, your different circuits, find new stuff to kind of change it up and keep it cool, uh, different equipment. And um, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that was the, the kind of the, the motivation behind the app. Um, and I wanted to use it myself, man. There were trainers that I, I like uh, that weren't on any apps. I can tell you, you know, one of the biggest things that when I saw fitness apps are out there, uh, they look very similar. The mm-hmm. people on the apps look very similar. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I didn't want an app full of models. I wanted actual people, trainers. Mm-hmm. I wanted people of color. Diversity. I wanted all of those different things. And so, you know, being, uh, having, having that ability to uh, put together a platform that wasn't built around a trainer, but a platform that's open for pretty, for anyone. Yeah. And um, I can put trainers on here that have, you know, the specialized and working with clients over 50 or just kids. And so we have some amazing things we're going to be doing with it. We have some tra- great trainers work with now. We're going to be adding a lot more. And this is a growing platform that, you know, it's going to be, uh, you know, really big and, and continuing to grow. Yeah, and you know, one thing I think uh when when you first uh talked to me about this and the reason like because 
I'm not a big workout guy. My wife works out, you know, the whole garage is a workout, you know, a gym and, you know, she's out there, you know, five, six days a week. But, you know, like you were saying, you know, one thing that I always tell her because she'd be like, oh, look at this. And I'll be like, babe, like, you'll never be able to do that because the girl ain't got no <laughs> hips. You know what I'm saying? Like she's skinny yeah. as a pole. Like, you know, you yeah. can do the workout, but it's just not possible. But so yeah. I, I, you know, like my ears like really perked up the first time that you, you presented this to me. And I was like, dude, that you're on to something. And yeah. I got really excited about it. So, yeah. you know, like, where are you trying to go with this? Is it just something where you just like, cool, this is for my friends or, or are you taking over the world? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> so, you know, I, I eventually I, we want to have hundreds, if not thousands, thousands of trainers on the app. Mm-hmm. And, you know, building an app out with analytics and and uh and, and a bunch and a lot of uh, trainers that are going to be on our platform. Um, eventually we want to do similar things to like a music app where it's like saying, Hey, you've done this exercise. We think you'll like this one or your friends are doing these circuits. Try these out. And so there's things that aren't in the app now that eventually down the road, um, it's going to be start getting more and more tailored to the users and have an experience of like, Hey, you know, these are, this is the equipment I have. This is what I'm capable of doing. Um, and it, it's able to uh, start to curate and uh, to put th- things together for that individual mm-hmm. um, exclusively. And then in addition to that, just growing the platform. So like mm-hmm. right now, when we launch, we won't uh, have like live tracking. Live tracking is like a Apple Watch or your Fitbit or something. But that's something that's coming like right after that release. So yes. it's, it's something that... Um, will be growing and, and another kind of cool part of it, which was important for me is that there's a free version of the app. So there's a, a free version of the app that our users can try out or our trainers will be like, Hey, you know, there's a circuit. They'll send a link to the circuit. Somebody could go do that circuit, download the app and won't pay anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, that portion of the app will always be there. Um, now there's a premium piece of that app where, you know, you're gonna lock a lot more features, more circuits, be able to create your own workouts, mm-hmm. create, circuits and uh that's a piece of the app that we're definitely growing and enhancing but there also will always be a free portion of the app which is another kind of you know cool unique thing i i don't see a lot of apps that are letting users even try it out now without dropping down like 50 yeah. 60 bucks <laughs> I, i've seen those uh, well, I, I see my credit card bill so i know <laughs> yeah I, I know exactly what's going on with those apps <laughs> yeah, they try to get you with that seven days free, and then everybody forgets to cancel. <laughs> that's me. Yes, that's me stuff. with every app. <laughs> they know what they're doing, though. They know what they're doing. <laughs> hey, so you know, you talked about you know you're getting a lot of feedback. What's some of the positive feedback that you're getting, and some things that people are like, "Hey, let's work on this, this, and that," um, because you know anything that you put out in the ether. Even delicious fried chicken, everybody got a, everybody got a problem with it. So, what what are some of the you know like some of the positives? Like, what are people vibing with? What yeah. what aren't people like liking about the app and things that you're approving on? Yeah, you know what's interesting, and you you can probably relate to this. It, it's it's hard to find people to be honest with you about your stuff. 
you know, so I, it's, so we, I put an app out and I and have somebody download it, check it out. And their first reaction is always, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Congrats. Mm-hmm. So proud of you. you know? I'm like, okay, yeah. but can you give me some honest? So it's, <laughs> that's the thing is just getting some honest feedback. And, you know, I, I think going, thinking back to just, you know, first, you know, basic feedback is just, you know, the app looks great. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have, uh, there was a big part of what we did that was just software focused to start. Um, I have a team here, some guys that do software engineering um, full time on, on their own, and they've been working with me. And uh, the app looks great. I've really leaned on them to do some things within the app to make it like stand out. So, for like one thing I'll point out is um, you can build an app so that it works on both iOS and Android. And there's mm. the good of the good of that is that you get it out faster. Mm-hmm. The other side of it, though, is that you won't be able to take advantage of certain things that an iPhone can do that an Android can't or an Android can do that an iOS phone can't. So that was one of those things that we, you know, like in development, we were like, okay, we were going to go out of our way to make sure the software was as good as possible. And by doing it that way of making a native app um, r- right out the gate. Um, and then, you know, thinking about feedback, getting early, getting that feedback, um, intuitive, um, easy to use. Um, those are some of the things that stand out. I've never, you know, like really the, the, the combining different circuits, um, being able to manipulate them that way on the screen there, there isn't anything like that. So that's the, I would just say that the app itself, easy to use functional, that's, that was the good. The other side of it was, um, need more content. You know, somebody downloads my app and they're like, I can't do any of these exercises. <laughs> I, I don't have any of this equipment or it, just things like that. Yeah. Things that, you know, down the road, I, you know, we're going to get the, all more people, but it's still good. Somebody's trying it out and they're trying exercises and you're like, okay, I need to make sure that I have exercises for everybody, no matter the age, the size, the experience, different things like that. So that would be one thing. Um, see another one. Um, as far as feedback, well, Android users, man, I got to get that out for <laughs> out for Android users. I so, hear you, man. Yeah, <laughs> they they crazy. Those, hey, those Android, because I did, my son, <laughs> you know, he he broke his phone, and I was like, hey, your yeah. birthday's coming up in like a month. I'll get you yeah. a new phone. So I, I get him the I get him the iPhone. I get him the big boy, you know, and then I download everything, get everything transferred from his Android. And the next day, I can't download anything. It's not t- oh, the iPhone. I can't do. It. I was like, there has to be a way. And then you know, my my wife comes through and you know, yeah. kind of teaches us. Oh, you got to do this, and now it's perfect. So I know what you're going through right now, man. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> but I, I didn't really know um, any of this until, you know, we start talking about, you know, you doing this app. Like, I never even knew that you can't do the same thing on each phone. But yeah, I yeah. guess they have to keep stuff separated because they need to make money on their one thing that they have, correct? <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. You can put uh, any app pretty much on, on both devices, but you're going to comp there's going to be some compromise in the software. That's, mm-hmm. that's a little thing. So Instagram, for example, that's a, that's on one platform, but there's not any really unique things you're trying to do with, with uh, Instagram. So it doesn't mm-hmm. need to necessarily be made exclusively this when we were like, Hey, we're going to end up trying to plug into an uh, I, I, uh, Apple watch and things like that. Then it was like, okay, let's go ahead and, and make it 
uh, native to both platforms. Mm. So that that was uh, that was a, a choice we made early on, and yeah, it's 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 helped out a lot. How yeah. are you gonna please everybody, Damien? Because <laughs> you are gonna get so many people. Like you know, I need I only could get down on one leg to do this push up. You know, like I only have a, a dust broom. Like dust <laughs> <laughs> hey, broom is fine. Man. <laughs> one, one thing I'd say I didn't I didn't uh, talk about this part enough. Probably is, is the trainers. So you know, creating an app and getting on an app. It app software development is really tough. It's really hard. It's really expensive. Mm-hmm. And then also on top of it, like working with people, you don't know who you're working with. So I was really excited to be able to like extend this opportunity for trainers that aren't on apps. Yeah. And so they get to, you know, it's kind of this, uh, you know, we, we go back and forth of we're promoting what they're doing. The, the trainers are on our platform. They have their own, a lot of them have their own business, their own website, some of them like selling bands and things like that. So they are their own personality within the app and we are, promoting them and uh, they are vice versa bringing users to the app. So the something for everyone, we, we really do want all those trainers that are out there that, that can work with different people. And if there's, you know, a trainer that, or say maybe there's a, a, a niche or a, that a trainer has, and we don't have that gap field filled right now, that's, mm-hmm. that's somebody that we're going to work with. So, you know, I'd say the one thing with our app is we do want to work with the different people I do want to actually, if somebody is saying those things to me, Cecil, I want to, I want to hear about it. <laughs> I want the feedback. Yeah. And I, want, I want to hear what they want to, what they want on the app and what, what they would like. So um, I, I think that, uh, yeah, I, I don't think there's anything uh, wrong with, with those, uh, with the feedback and, and uh, you know, just keeping that going. That's how you build a great product, man. You guys yeah. got to stay humble and, uh, you know, listen. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's what yeah. it is. You know, um, I, I, I totally feel what you're saying there. Um, yeah. you know, like if you want me, I, I can start blasting it out. I remember you told me like, Oh, give it to a couple. You check it out. Give it to a couple. But I got opinionated people around me. And I was just <laughs> like, you know what? I'm going to wait till the next time, you know, <laughs> so I, I'll start handing it out to a few people, um, you know, so they can check it out. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, anything else you want to talk about the app before we move on to top five? Top five. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I think that that's really it, man. I'm, we're really excited. We're going to have this app out. Uh, it's, today's is end of June, so it's going to be uh, out officially next month. We're still adding users, though, to the beta program. So if someone's listening to this, uh, you send me your email address, and I will get you set up to be a beta user on the Circuits app. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's it for now. <laughs> man, that's awesome, man. You, you know, you're always welcome back, but we got to get over to our top five, Damien. Top five. Yes. Right. So for you, since <laughs> we've been to many concerts together, I need your top five concerts you ever been to. Okay. So. Um, first one is the Rough Rider tour. Uh, no, 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 no. I think it wasn't Rough Rider tour. It was the How High tour. It was Red Man, Method Man, Ooh. and DMX was actually there though. Okay. Oh, oh, just um, a side note. Do you remember when we yeah. saw DMX sweating gray, and we looked at each other? I'm so old. 
Ashanti <laughs> with the cane, the bedazzled cane at that. Yes. <laughs> Sitting down on the stage singing. Okay. Totally <laughs> <laughs> All right. So oh, how high man. tour? So the how high tour, that was my first concert concert where like, you know, the how high tour was about smoking, you know, and everybody <laughs> there was, and I had never seen, you know, I, I was with Fairfield at the time. So yeah. when I came out here, I, everything was just so new and I thought it was the greatest thing ever, you know, so <laughs> that, that was, that was a fun concert. That okay. Was a fun concert. Um, I'm actually going to include the one you just said though, because I was a huge DMX fan. That's why he's on my list already. <laughs> so growing up, I mean, I'm like, I'm, I guess I'm still a huge DMX fan. So growing up. Yeah. So like that concert that, that we all, that we went to, uh, your wife and my wife, we all, uh, it was like, what was that? I don't even remember what it was called, but I know DMX was. It was like a, it was maybe a holiday jam or something like that. It was, it was something jam. Cause I remember, um, who was, what's that? It was by a radio station. It was, it was, it was. That was a lot of fun, man. And I, I, I just because it was his last concert in the mm-hmm. last film, mm-hmm. I was very aware that when he passed, I was very aware actually when I went that day, I was like, this might be my last time I saw him in concert. Mm-hmm. I've seen DMX in concert probably like five times. Okay. Uh, yeah, over the course of my life. And um, how was this last concert compared to Because <laughs> this is the only time I saw DMX. Let me actually, let, I'll give you one more concert that I saw. It was the best one. So I was in uh, Washington. I was in D.C. Okay. And I was at this club. I think it's Chocolate. Uh, cho- I think it was Chocolate City. Okay. Okay. But it was like three or four levels. It was the greatest thing. I saw. <laughs> it was my first time on the East Coast. I'm walking through this club. I didn't know who was going to be there. And um, I was with a few of my military friends. And then um, next, you know, out of nowhere, this guy hits the stage and he's like, we have, you know, your performance on, it's DMX. I didn't even know he was going to be there. <laughs> and he's like, walks out and he looked like he was fresh out of prison. It, like, <laughs> it was like the, that, that, that music video that I think it's called, the t- and he's in the tunnel, it's black and white. Oh and yeah, where he just got the dog yeah. and it's going just crazy. That, that, it's that raining. Yeah, that was there. a good one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He was going crazy on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So that's why, like, DMX at 10. And so what we saw, man, you know, he was he's doing a little lip singing. Mm-hmm. He, he, you know, so it was like, I, I, I got to give him a seven because he was still trying, you know. But, he you was know, trying, you know. And <laughs> I was I, here, but he sat on that box. And he I just I just heard this. Uh, my producer, she, she told me that um, that concert, he was supposed to headline – but I guess he was in rehab, so that's why he didn't headline. Because uh-huh. everybody, I think we even said, why the hell is Ludacris going on last? Yeah. I yeah. think that was the only time Ludacris ever went on last, unless he was the <laughs> only one performing. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. And I, I didn't remember he was there till you said that. We left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we left. That's, that's why you don't remember. <laughs> Our wives were like, "We gotta get out of here." Yeah, no, I, yeah, I remember now, man. That's funny. <laughs> All right, uh, I think you got two more. Okay, let me see. Uh, so I, I love '90s R&B. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so I I, I got to throw a Maxwell in there, a Maxwell Ooh, concert. Okay. And um, um, let me see here. Who's my last spot going to go to? Um, I got to say, this is going to be a funny one. So I went to a concert in SF with my daughter. Okay. Uh, she was 16 at the time. And um, she she loves Bryson Tiller. It's a it's a, a artist. It's, he's pretty known now. And and uh, and this other artist, um, her was there. Oh, I and know her. her. Was there. Okay. And so um, the concert, the way it was set up, it was standing room only. And I bought my daughter like these. Uh, we we all you could do was buy like early entry. So they mm. like open the door. And then it's like go. Right, so like yeah. me, it was it was me and like two hundred girls under the age of twenty at the front row of this concert. Were you knocking them over to get to that front row? <laughs> well, so then I'm being overprotective dad because my daughter's sixteen and the other girls are like nineteen and they're like being aggressive with get out my way and their elbowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was me and my daughter at this concert, and then she got to see Bryson Tiller for the first time. She's like the biggest fan. Uh, her went on to blow up afterward. I didn't even realize who she, I didn't know who she really was at the time. And she's mm-hmm. you know, huge now. And it, she was amazing. Um, and it was just me and my daughter, yeah. you know? And so I think that will always be like kind of a special concert. Uh, it was her first concert. She's a huge concert person. I've always been a concert person, but it was our first one together. And I felt like that was the one that made her officially like a concert person. Nice. And so we, we had a good time. We stayed out and uh, SF that night together. It was just, Father daughter bonding. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I got to say that one makes the list. Hey, man, that sounds amazing. I can't wait for my daughter to grow up, you know, just a little bit more. She's five right now, but, you know, we got a great relationship, and I, I know you do with your daughter as well. I got one more top five from you because you're, you're a traveler. So <laughs> I need to know top five destinations from Damian Patterson. Top five destinations. Um, Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you going to my, last year concert? My, uh, I want to. Is that an invitation? I'm going the 29th. I think, we, yeah. July well, I, 29th. I, I think I'm going. Let me make sure this. <laughs> <laughs> You're not talking about tomorrow, are you? said 29th. No, no July 29th. <laughs> yeah, I'll look into it for sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> So we got, yeah, Las Vegas, uh, San Diego, San Diego. Oh, I love San Diego. Uh, it grew on Miami me. Already. Yeah? Yeah, it grew on uh, me. New I think Orleans. I was just broke when I was going before. New Orleans is another one. I haven't been yet. I got to go. Yeah, I went down. Uh, so, interesting story. Ninth grade, I went to uh, New Orleans for the Battle of the Bands between uh, Gramlin and uh, LSU. And um, anyway – it was just an incredible experience, you know, coming from California and then going to seeing, you know, HBCUs and just, you know, a, just beautiful black people. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just a very different experience. And their college system is very different. I had planned to go to school out there. That didn't work out. But um, anyway, New Orleans definitely makes the list. And uh, what do I say for number five? Um, Probably, probably Philly, Philadelphia. Ooh, wow. Okay, what's what's in Philadelphia other than sports and well, cheesesteaks? <laughs> so, my, actually, my my stepdad's from Philly. Okay, uh, yeah, and so um, 
We, you know, my, when I was doing a lot of that traveling, it was mostly uh, going out and enjoying the nightlife. And Philly had fun. Good times. That's all, that's all I'll, I'll say. Good times in Philly. Okay. Yeah, I guess I can't go to Philly alone. I got to bring the wife with me. <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's two different travels, like the family traveling and the, the solo traveling. So, yeah, different. <laughs> Nice. Okay. <laughs> All right, Dave. So this is the part where, where you got to come in hot. Okay. So, okay. you know, like this is anything that's on your mind. It's, you know, like if it, it could be politics, it could be funny. It could be anything going on in the world or your personal life and other people's personal life. But right now we need Damian Patterson circuits app to come in hot you know what i would say for anyone listening to this app if there's anything that you want to do in life anywhere you want to go enjoy the journey that's what it's about you make a goal and you 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 set that that goal and you put it on your wall your wall or whatever you do to kind of remind yourself but you have to be willing to do the work you got to be willing to to do it day to day you got to enjoy the process you can't get in your own way um, I, I think that is just so powerful uh, being being in the moment when you're doing things each day um, because that 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 one piece of actually getting to that goal it's it's temporary um, won't last forever but if you can enjoy that process there's so much that comes from the journey so many doors that open so many people you meet um, it's how you get there, you know, and if you don't enjoy the journey, you're probably not going to get to the destination. you got to grind. Yes. And um, I, I've uh, had that instilled in me at a, at a young age, the grinding part of it. Uh, I've learned to enjoy the journey and the, the process more as I've gotten older. And that's really the secret to a lot of a lot of the success that, you know, I see and the people see is it's not so much of just the idea. It's mm-hmm. about having that drive to, to push it, to get it there and to just keep your head down and work and, and stay quiet and, and humble. And, you know, and you'll have time to shine later, but if you grind and believe that hard work will pay off, it will. Now, Damien, this drop jewels on all you out there listening to this dot damn podcast. <laughs> you guys over here, you know, like that. I couldn't have said it any more. You know, the, that shit. I ain't want to say nothing. That was hot. It was hot. Go ahead. Drop your socials. Where can people find Circuits app? Um, you know, uh, your email, everything that you need to get out there, Dame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on uh, Instagram, you can find us. Uh, just punch in circuits app, one word, um, athletic all fitness. You go to our website, athleticallfitness.com. Um, you can check out the circuits app there. Uh, feel free to hit me up on, on uh, Instagram. If someone would like to join the beta, just drop me your email. My name is Damian Patterson. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to some point coming back, Cecil, and, and talking about the next chapter of this, uh, of this journey I'm on. Like I said, man, my door's always open here at uh, Darling New Media Studios in Midtown. I know you're right up the street, so you can even drop in here. We could do a show in studio if you want to. Um, yeah, but thank you for coming. Um, I really appreciate it. I, 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 I really, really like what you're doing. Thank you for letting me be a part of it, brother. Um, yeah, let's, let's do what we got to do, man. 
Yeah. Thank you, Cecil. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for everything you do. And uh, we'll talk soon. All right. So this is coming in hot. Subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. You can holler at me at Chef Cease. You can come get those delicious hot chicken sandwiches at Nash and Proper at Nash and at coming in hot. If you want to drop me something in our DMs here, please come back next week. Listen, subscribe, love y'all sack and surrounding areas. Peace.